Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Iguina. What up? And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Uh, This week we have our Extreme Rules review episode. Just going to tell you right off the top. Somehow I accidentally lost all my notes for this week, so I don't have much to go on. So <laughs> bear with us if it is a little bit of a hectic episode this week. Did you lose your notes or you just had nothing because nothing here's, happened? Here's why I'm so pissed <laughs> off. It'd be one thing if I said, you know what, I'm not going to take notes. The fact that I actually put in the work to put together notes and they're gone, that pisses me off. But I guess the, the first thing I'll get to is... Well, there's a couple of things that I want to talk about. Obviously, extreme rules we can talk about. Um, I want to talk about Ronda Rousey posing for pictures on Instagram with Joel Embiid, <laughs> future guest of the Matt Madness podcast. I want to talk about, that's got to be Kane. Mm-hmm. Kane Velasquez training at the Performance Center. I love it. We'll get to that uh, shortly. Um but Extreme Rules, what what overall was your, kind of your point of view of the show? And do you want, you want to do ratings? Halo, <laughs> do you want to r- run down our rating system? Yeah, it was a horrible show. It's a job of a full swing in the middle. It's a slobber knock. It's a fantastic show. Get the show up. Who wants to go first? The show was a jobber. I It never really had my attention. I was just waiting the whole time for something to happen that I was excited for and there was nothing I was excited when I found out that the IC title match was the main event and then that died pretty quickly <laughs> so and then Roman Reigns lost which I was pretty bummed always will knock it down a letter full letter grade <laughs> full letter grade <laughs> um Alo, you're rating? yeah I'm gonna give it a slob knocker I'm gonna disagree with prep I think things did actually happen because a lot of things happened to lead into SummerSlam. For months, for months, we always said that nothing's happened on the show. But things did happen, whether we like, it or like, the, peop- like the person it happened with or not. Things did happen. We got the return of Randy Orton, which I'm sure you are happy to see. <laughs> Thrilled. Yeah, and... Um, Elated. <laughs> and we got tension between Rusev and um, Aiden English, which I kind of hit on for the past month, basically. We'll, we'll get to that shortly. Uh, Nia Jax was just a pawn in, in the whole Ronda Rousey Alexa Bliss thing leading into SummerSlam. Um, Kevin Owens almost died. Bob, Bob Lashley beats Roman Reigns. Like, like things did actually happen. Even the Nakamura thing beating Jeff Hardy. I thought that was a clever move. I turned I turned Extreme Rules off for a second, and then I caught the replay of it. And I thought that was a pretty clever way. In, to get the U.S. title on Nakamura, and something actually did happen out of it. So I thought things happened properly. I think pr- I think things ha- things happened, uh, unlike on the weekly shows, and um, even the whole Seth Rollins and, and Dolph Ziggler match. I have I don't know how I feel about that match personally, but 
Drew, Drew Galloway ended up being a factor <laughs> in the finish like I thought he would. And so and it, things did actually happen on the show. It just wasn't just matches happening. Yeah, so my feeling is they've basically turned me into a casual fan, which is a shame. They go through the motions every week, and now I'm basically going through the motions when I watch it. I'm going to give it a slobber knocker. I'm not going to give it a jobber. Um, the, the, the thing I think that bothers me the most is WWE, well, wrestling fans in general, are unhappy with the product, which is understandable. But you go to the show, you complained for, what, two or three weeks that Roman Reigns is going to main event another pay-per-view, and he doesn't. <laughs> and then, the in, uh, not the entire time, but for a period of time during his match with Bob, you're chanting, we want beach balls. Then you get Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler, who I assume you would want in the main event, and you're doing that stupid Royal Rumble countdown for every minute that goes down in the Iron Man match. Like, you just on that very night proved that you don't deserve WWE to do any better for you. Yeah, and Rollins even tweeted about that after the match, which I thought was funny, because anytime stuff like that bothers him, he always tweeted out, because even in the match against Finn for the Universal title, he first thing he did after the match was tweet about, you got Brooklyn let me down, cause, booing about a belt. Yeah, like, you'll sit there, uh, who was... Uh, Kenny Omega, give me his opponent for, like, the best match he's had in the last five years. Kazuko Okada. Okay. Uh, so, so Kenny Omega and Okada had the best match of the year <laughs> at Wrestle King. Though, like, you'll, you'll talk about that. Oh, the wrestling, the, the work rate in New Japan is just, it's uh, light years ahead of dumb, the World Wrestling Entertainment. Like, you'll, you'll do that. But then you get the guys who you say you want in the spot you want, and you still disrespect it. So what do you want? Do you want to just go there and complain? Do you just want to be mad? Like, I don't want to be mad. I don't want to hate it. They've put me in a position where I don't like it, but I'm not giving them my money. I'm not buying tickets. I'm not buying merch. I'm not buying T-shirts. I'm not buying titles. The only money they're getting from me is the network, $9.99 a month, because I can watch old product if I want to, and I need to watch the pay-per-views to do this show. That's the only thing. But other than that, they're not getting anything out of me. I'm not going to acknowledge their social media. I'm not going to tweet anything at them. I'm not going to retweet. I'm not going to use their hashtags unless I use it on Twitter for our show to try to hopefully generate more listeners for us. But that's my thing is they don't deserve me to give them any more than the minimum as a fan. And if everyone did that, if everyone there who was doing that countdown during the Iron Man match decided to sit out for a year... WWE very well might get the hint. Like, their business is doing well. Their stock is high. They're selling a ton of merchandise. But we give them no reason to change their weekly product as a fan base. You know, as an individual, you can do your part. But as a group, if you won't, it's not going to get anywhere. Writing a petition to walk (laughs) out of the main event of WrestleMania not going to do anything. <clears throat> Ruining the match on the pay-per-view. It won't do anything. You already paid them. I say this so often, but you just make yourself look bad and you just justify them for 
mocking us as a group every chance that they get. Yeah, for me, I saw the crazy thing is I saw people complaining about people chanting during the match the way it was. Well, newsflash, guys, this is why I've been the way I've been since WrestleMania, (laughs) because you guys completely took me out of it. I had no desire to, like, I, I still love wrestling, but after WrestleMania and just going through that, and it wasn't that, like, I felt like I was, like, the only Roman Reigns fan there, which is fine. I don't care. Like, every, I go against most of the grain when it comes to like anything whether it's UFC wrestling music it doesn't matter but they really took me out of it like and they really changed my feelings towards the product to where like it's pretty tough to watch nowadays like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of in the boat with Ron about kind of either back and being a casual fan because even when I'm scrolling through the network it's like <clears throat> Do I really want to watch wrestling? And it's, it sometimes it turns into turns into a no. But like, I don't like I don't, I don't like. I'm glad that we, during the week we don't talk about wrestling in a group text. I don't want to talk about wrestling with anybody. I, I don't because you make me angry. So if you text me about wrestling and I and I, sh- and I like kind of brush you off, no, I apologize <laughs> because I, I don't want to talk about wrestling. I don't. Even when I meet a wrestling fan, it's like, oh, you watch this? Yeah, I'm not going to. What you think about it? I'm, I'm not talking about it. I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Because social media has ruined many things. It's ruined sneakers. It's ruined sports. And it's even ruined wrestling. Ruined Brian Colangelo's career <laughs> as a general manager in the NBA. Yeah, it's ruined wrestling because it's given everybody the, it's given everybody the platform to watch and given other promotions the platform to actually show what they're doing, including New Japan, um, more Ring of Honor stuff, more Evolve stuff. That's what social media has done. It's, that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But the fans have just become like WWE isn't this. Why, why, isn't, WWE, why isn't WWE doing this? WWE doesn't care about wrestling. WWE never has never really always cared about the wrestling. They have good workers, but the guys that's been on top for the most part aren't always the best workers. They're about characters. You want to watch workers? Go watch New Japan. Go watch Ring of Honor. Go watch all that other stuff. NXT is the best thing you get because Triple H stays the hell out of it. We all know Vince is insane, but he's going to do what he wants. And I also, I'm going to stop bashing the Hollywood writers okay. because something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Fantastic show. <laughs> I'm, I'm, fantastic talk show. But <laughs> he he told he he discussed the origin of why Vince has so many writers is because when Vince Russo left. It was just him and FRO were the only writers he had, and then he was they were like kind of just out of luck after that. So they kind of like got to rush and get things together. But so he made sure he had a team of writers so that wouldn't happen again. So if somebody left, he could rely on his other X amount of writers. So I'm going to take it take it a little bit easy on these on these Hollywood writers because Vince is going to do what Vince wants to do, even though it makes no sense at all. But it's just. It, it's just so hard to actually get behind this stuff and want to watch it. And especially with, like Prep said, the whole WrestleMania fan thing. It's just like, like we have more fun doing everything other than wrestling. And I'm at the point where I'm having fun doing everything else but <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, my, so two things. And don't let me forget I have a second thing. Okay. This is a question for you guys that I'm curious your, your opinion on. But like you said... Well, Prep, first you said that the the WrestleMania crowd, like, took you out of it and has kind of soured you a little bit on the product. And, Alo, you kind of echoed what I said earlier. What happened to me 
is I put myself in this weird position where I wasn't thrilled with WWE, but it wasn't for the reasons that a lot of the people that hate it. I wasn't just mad because Roman Reigns is the guy. I was mad because, like, you're just not putting on a good show every week. But then I got where I was so angry at the fans after SummerSlam when Alo and I attended that I just decided I'm taking the stance that I'm Team WWE against you. And then I got to the point where I feel like you're making it impossible for me to stand up for you. You're making it impossible for me to be on your team because to a certain point, the detractors are right. I may disagree with the way they're going about it or some of their opinions, but like I think this sucks too, and I don't want to be the one cheerleading something that isn't good. So I think that's what really has disgusted me is like I was on Team WWE for over a year of just whatever they did, like, yes, this is, this is Jason Jordan. It's fantastic. Roman Reigns is the best. John Cena is the greatest of all time. I invested so much in that, and then I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I'm not even enjoying this, yet I'm pretending that everybody's wrong for not liking it. So that's kind of what happened to me is like, I was like, oh, I'm just a man without a team now. I was like Rambo, right? I didn't. Have, I was a man without a country at that point. Yeah. Um, well, sorry to cut mm-hmm. you off. Something about you complaining to fans thinking you're going to create change. And we're guilty of this, by the way, guys. But WrestleMania 34 sold out and had a $14.5 million game. Mm-hmm. How's that going to that's not going to change anything. No, it's not. It reinforces the fact that we... I, I, I don't know if they believe we can do anything and these people will keep coming, but I know they at least know they're not going anywhere. There's a, I think they may have hit the bottom, but the 2.3, 2.4 million people that I know watch SmackDown every week, they're not going anywhere. If you haven't gone anywhere yet, you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, and that and that's without merchandise. That's just for for ticket costs. What I just right. put out there. Um, yeah, we we as a group allow them to continue to do exactly what they do because it it we're not doing anything to actually hurt them. They might be annoyed at some of the chanting. They might be annoyed at a beach ball flying around in the arena, but it's not hurting them. No, because you could do whatever you want, but they got your money. Yeah, like I remember seeing somebody, oh, when, when Roman Reigns has his match, let's all turn up and let's all stand up and turn around and not face the the ring. What is that going to do? And it does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. Um, but my, my question for you guys, uh, Alo mentioned social media being big for other promotions. Do you think to a certain degree individual talents are more important than promotions? Yeah. Like... Cody, obviously, is big. He's not the biggest name in wrestling. But if you if these people have a following, they're getting attention on a promotion that wouldn't otherwise be there. Yeah. Like, Tony Storm, I assume, has a pretty big following. If she's tweeting that she's at some show in, you know, somewhere in North Carolina, people are going to know about it who live in places other than North Carolina. So do you think... Yeah, do you think the promotion matters as much as it used to, or do you think it's mostly about the individual talents that are out there? I think, for me, it's more the talent, because the promotion could be garbage. Like, look at look at someone like Zack Ryder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't stand him. He sucks. 
But look at him. He has a fan base. Why? Because of his presence on social media. The guy is on TV when? When's the last time you saw Zack Ryder in a match on TV? I don't know. And the last time I saw him on TV, I was probably fast-forwarding through whatever he was doing. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's more so the talent, the personality, rather than the promotion. Because a lot of people in WWE suck, but they have followings. Yeah, and, and like even though it's might it might be quote-unquote bingo halls, but let's say, for example, let's say a WWE superstar leaves. Let's say... um. For female Sasha Banks, let's say Sasha Banks leaves WWE one day, and she's on a card. I guarantee you that Bingo Hall will sell out, and she'll get a, and she'll get a big payday, and that's just for her, just for her on the marquee. Even smaller smaller people from WWE, they might not even like been really good in the rings. I know Summer Rae, she gets bookings all the time, and it's almost a, it's almost a sellout gate. It doesn't matter anymore. It really, it really doesn't. As long as you on the marquee, because you're not, you is 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 not like you'll probably be. They'll all there'll be other people on the marquee as well, and, and they'll be like the other guys that are like a part of the home promotion. But it doesn't matter anymore. It really doesn't, because there's so many ways to actually access this stuff, and then you also get to actually like meet these people and actually have a discussion with them instead of the security guard just passing. Here you go. <laughs> Take a picture, go smile, yeah. leave. Like yeah, because I'm not, I'm not going to AC to go see Johnny Lightning. I'm going to AC because I want to hug Emma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for example, the Bucks with all uh, Bucks and Cody all in. That's all, even though they're partners signed to Ring of Honor, that they still did. They still sold out that arena by themselves, and the tickets are still expensive as on resale. Not for one show. match announced. On, one at, is, the time. at the time, no, at the no time when I bought the tickets, not one match announced. Just in minimal people book, just those guys on the marquee, and it sold out instantly without a promotion. And even in even they talk about all the time on and on on Ring of Honor television when when Cody has a match, was it twenty nine thirty percent increase since Cody joined Ring of Honor or the or the Bullet Club or some something like that. I'm paraphrasing a bit, but. They talk about that because those guys, they bring eyes to the product because of their, themselves as individuals. Yeah, like, you look at Cody, and, like, I think Cody is pretty well respected by the guys on this show. But it's not like Cody was some huge star in WWE. When he left WWE, he was not a huge guy. He wasn't a huge name. I mean, his name is big because it's Rhodes. And he had been around a while, and he had fans. But he wasn't, like, a massive star. And look at the success he's had outside of WWE. You might be talking to the wrong podcast about that because if Alo always vouched for Cody, <laughs> Eck always vouched for Cody. I didn't. I mean, I I respect the guy because I like his dad, but I never really cared about him until like, and he had to prove it to me. Like he had to like really like, cause I still think he's like decent in the ring, great character, and that's what draws me to him, and that's why I like him now. Yeah, and when, when I say like and we, like when we met him, I'm sorry. Yeah, nice. also, when we met him, he was so nice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that that helps. It's it gave us our first scoop. <laughs> what was the scoop? New title. The new ring of uh, okay. title is coming in December. Um, yeah, like he was respected by us, but I don't think any of us thought he was a massive guy in WWE. He was just a mid card guy who was falling down the card as time went on, and look how much he exploded away from there. And do you also think there's a chance, because I talked about this maybe a year ago, maybe a little more, about NXT is kind of becoming like the indie all-star game. 
Like, everybody who's a big star outside of WWE, they're signing. And whether they have big plans for them or not, they all end up coming here. Do you think you almost see, like, like a full cycle where some of the WWE superstars like, you know what, let me go do that now? And almost like WWE is filling their roster with indie wrestlers who made their name as indie stars, and now WWE superstars are going to say, you know what, I'll have more fun doing that. I'm going to leave and go do that. Well, the thing with the guys on the independent scene... Or do you think we'll never get a huge exodus of talent from WWE? I think... It's rough because, like I said, there are certain people that could leave WWE right now and ha- have a better living, probably, without them. But then, but this is... Now, as we get older... The next generation, they might not want to go to WWE because let's let's assume everybody's. Co- Did Hangman Page just say something about that? Like I don't recall. WWE isn't. Uh, this is just within the last week or two. Like WWE isn't really like the goal anymore. Yeah, yeah, for, for yeah. Example. But I feel, I I think I heard him say like, I think if anybody leaves, honestly, for me, I think if anybody goes to WWE, that's like in that core group right now it's probably him and i, I feel like i, I, I feel like i saw are, him say that like the bucks they have to go i think the bucks you are guys were talking about that the other day and i feel like if anything they have to go yeah because my thing is like for, for let's say for example anybody any wrestler me and prep's age wwe is the goal because me and prep were, tw- were 27 years old so that's the goal that's what they grew up on now see this next generation coming up it may be the goal, but they would they would have grew up in the era of social media. So WWE WWE may not be the goal. They might just be like, hey, I want to go to Japan. That's what it, that's where all the best matches are, because there they'll be that internet fan that's complaining about everything now, and they grow up. It's like I'm gonna go to Japan. They have the best matches. That's why I want to be in Japan. But they, also, if they come across being the elite, they may see those shows and be like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. If I'm not at the big yeah. place. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But. But like the young, the next generation coming up, that's probably maybe ten years younger than me and Prep. They may be they 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 may do that. But I said there are plenty of people in WWE that I think that can go out on their own and do what the Bucks and Cody are doing and, and be big independent stars. And we'll get to Sasha Banks later. <laughs> um, yeah, we might as well get into Extreme Rules. Uh, did, does anybody have a match of the night? Like, what was your match of the night, Prep? My match of the night for Extreme Rules. Let me see if I can remember. Probably, for me, probably stick aside. Probably Lashley and <laughs> I enjoyed. Aside. I enjoyed Rollins and Dolph, but it's that thing where I just like it took took me out of it. Like, and by that time, it's already 10.30. I'm ready to go to bed. Fair enough. So for me, Romans and Lash, I thought, I thought they did pretty good, and I'm excited to see it again. Yeah, like Prep, I'm kind of... nothing. No match on the card actually really stood out, stood out, but I'll say Roman and Lashley because that was, like, the match they were building the most towards, too. I thought Rusev and AJ was really good, too. But Roman and Bob... Were probably the best match for me. So, mine is different, so we might as well just talk about Roman and Bob now. Were you surprised by the outcome? No. No. Well, you picked Bob. I picked Bob week. because I, th- this is my this is how WWE works. Bob will win this match. 
so Roman can beat him on Monday not next Monday night, so Roman could face Brock for the title. So you, oh, okay. so you put you put Bob over here now to kind of his moment, but Roman can get the bigger moment by winning by beating him on Monday to go to when it, when it matters. Yes. quote unquote. They do it. That, that's that, that's typical WWE booking. They've done it for years. Prep, were you surprised by the result? Yes and no. Like, I just didn't see Lashley losing yet. Like the dude's brand, like Roman could take a loss and not lose anything. Lashley still kind of needs to be built up because there's a lot of kids who don't know who he is. So, and I thought I thought it was a good match. Like I enjoyed it, but for me, the bigger story for me, and I'm I'm surprised nobody had said it like when leading up to this was, I still feel like this whole SummerSlam thing is not gonna happen. Like I don't think he's defending the title at SummerSlam. So you just don't even think we get a Brock title defense at SummerSlam? I don't think so. I'm waiting for, like, because we still haven't heard from Stephanie, right? I'm still waiting for well, her o- to Only through in. the constable. Well, the constable got his phone taken, <laughs> which should have been a bigger spot, but it was like this throwaway line, like, oh, he's just I popped for, for it myself. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was so stupid. I'm like, this guy. But, so for me, and I don't want to, like, derail this whole conversation about a bigger issue, but because you brought it up. He went to his pocket and then like went to the went other to all pocket. The pockets. And I was like, what is this idiot doing? That's and, then, what I did too. and then when I realized like, oh, he doesn't have his and, phone. And Kurt has it. Then I started to laugh because I'm like, oh, that was like the bit that he doesn't have the phone. I was like, dude, you don't know where your phone you don't know which pocket your phone is in. <laughs> and then when I realized they were doing it on purpose, like I got a laugh out of it. Um but go ahead. So you so we have not heard from Stephanie Kurt. Yeah, I feel like that's the bigger story, like, oh Brock due to con contractual obligations Brock doesn't actually have to defend or something stupid like that like they'll go through this great match on Raw all in the end to get screwed I honestly wouldn't necessarily hate that I kind of like the idea like I was reading on the sheets (laughs) that like the story is gonna be like Brock's holding the title and he doesn't want to bring it back or whatever which is an okay story, I guess. I just want to see how it, it plays out. Like, the longer that the title's not on TV is the longer that he's not on TV, which I'm totally fine with. And it, it actually plays up the thing that we thought could have been really good going into WrestleMania. If this guy just keeps, like, saying, screw, screw this place, screw the fans, I don't feel like being there, I'm not going to show up. When he does eventually come back... He legitimately, I think, will have that. He, I think they've actually done a good job of allowing this to annoy everyone. Because you could tell that the crowd was annoyed when Paul Heyman was talking on Raw. You can tell that the crowd is annoyed with this dude. Like, we're tired of him. Everybody is. And if this gets drug out for another few months, maybe he doesn't get cheered against Roman whenever this happens. Because I think people are legit mad about it and yeah, tired people, of it people are excited for the title to be back on Raw but tell me what's gonna happen when the title's back on Raw and then the thi- well the funny thing is Brock is confirmed for the, the post SummerSlam Raw so does he win that SummerSlam and drop it the next night on Raw and get cashed in on or what cause like you got this universal title it's been around for what two years and it's been on it's been off TV for what yeah, it debuted. It's almost two months? years. It debuted at SummerSlam 16. 
So it'll be two years next month. And it's been off TV for what? Because because um, Owens had it in September. He dropped it in February. So October, yeah. November, December, January. So it's only been on TV, for TV weekly for five months. Yeah, because Bill had it. Yeah. And then... Brock. And then Brock. And, and that's it. Yeah, Brock's barely been on TV with it. He's held it for oh, well over a year now. Yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of them at least trying to build up the legitimate hatred for this guy so that it pays off when he does finally lose it. I want it to be a big moment when somebody finally literally wrestles this thing away from him. And then comes January, and he gets the bricks beaten off of him so by DC. Is that official for January? So he he's... That's uh, the earliest, right? USADA said that... He's cleared by January, so they'll probably... Think it'll maybe be on the Super Bowl weekend show? DC said he wants to fight before March, as long as the fight is before March, because he's retiring in March. So so do you really think WWE would... Like we talked about last week, how WWE would love to have that tagline, Universal Champion versus UFC Champion. Yeah, that's... As soon as... As he stepped in that octagon with Cormier, I thought he's not losing this thing before this fight happens because they want to have their champion going on ESPN, going on Fox Sports 1, at the press conferences. They want to be able to say that, and I, I don't think they're taking it. I think he's less likely to, lose, likely to lose it now that he's in the national spotlight. That's my feeling on it. Um Anything else on Roman or Bob? No. Actually, the, the one thing I do want to say is nobody but Roman would have gotten Bob cheered on Sunday night. <laughs> and he legitimately got cheered yeah. on Sunday night. And the fact that the match ended with a spear was perfect. And I like the fact that Roman actually, like, it told a story of how Roman, especially with the end, how Roman didn't really respect Bob. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really liked about it. And then the whole spear out of nowhere. I thought the ending was perfect. That was the story I wanted to be told for the Rumble match with Cena and AJ. Because even though AJ had beaten Cena at SummerSlam, Cena was not respecting him. And I wanted it to be like Cena overlooked him. And then I wanted that to lead to the struggle for Cena to get over the hump to win another title. Obviously, we didn't get that. So I thought that was a really good touch in this match. Roman just writing it off. I'm going to bounce off the ropes, hit this spear. One, two, three, and then he gets caught and he loses. I did like that aspect, and he showed it last week on Raw that he didn't respect Bob. He's shown it the whole time that he didn't respect Bob. By the fact that he keeps calling him Bob, I, I think that it, it is a good story that they told, a nice little element. Um, my match of the night was the Iron Man match. Uh, main reason being... The answer. <laughs> the answer, I liked the, way, yeah, I liked the way they booked it. I liked that we got a lot of falls. Um, I liked that it didn't have to go to some type of overtime. Well, it did go to overtime. Uh, I liked that. Something about that. Can they please stop acting like overtime's not a thing? Right. They're like, well, wrong. The Tom runs out. Zulu retains the title. No, he doesn't. How many? (laughs) I understand. Right. It never ends in a tie. I, I understand that you book to new fans on a weekly basis. But really, how many? And we've had iron matches. What we've had one, one about for the last three years now, 
and you Michael Cole's called most of them for the most part and you said like well you know the, well the traditional rules there's not what traditional rules traditional rules is always overtime yeah the very first one they ever did had overtime <laughs> exactly. so the precedent was set the first time they ever did it so the tradition is, if it's tied after 60 minutes, we go to overtime yes. and get a winner. Yeah, and then I, I like how the match was formatted because I told, they went slow in the, in the early beginning of the match, but then Mack and Galloway, his involvement, added, what, did he get, what that gave Rollins two falls from his from, from this qualification? His third one was the DQ. Okay. He had two falls already. The DQ put him up 3 nothing. Okay, so, okay, so like that added some, And then Dolph got, Dolph got most three of back. his yeah. three directly from that. Yeah, so like I like all that happening in the beginning of the match. So you get all that out the way so you can just go you can go fast pace for the re- fast pace the rest of the way. So I thought that was I thought the match was was good because there's but so much you could do during an Iron Man match. But I said I I did enjoy the match and then like I said the whole overtime thing bothered me, but like I said last week when in the preview, Mac Galloway's involvement did play a role in the finish even though it was in overtime. Yeah, so as I was watching it, I was like, you know what, I like this, that we're not even halfway through the match yet, and it's 3-3. It's almost like they were, it was like a shootout in like a football game where the score is going to end up being like 40, you know, 46 to 41 or whatever. Yeah, and then, Or like the Super Bowl, 41 to yeah, 33. And the like, fact that Dolph like. took control of around that total 10 minute, uh, 10 minute mark I thought that was a nice touch so he can actually take control and get all his falls back. And then I liked that the fourth fall didn't come at the buzzer, mm-hmm. you know, for Seth. I liked that he got it. We had a tie, and he had a chance to get the last one and just ran out of time. Because one of the things I was thinking during the last half of the match, I was like, you know what I would like to see is someone fall behind a fall early, and then they're spending, like, the last... 17 minutes desperately trying to get that one fall to even it up and usually it's it's back and forth it's like one up tied one up tied one up tied or two up one up tied i would have loved to have seen someone had a lead for the whole match and then somebody desperately it's similar to and I, some of this was from as much of the world cup as i've watched the last month apologies prep but <laughs> people say soccer isn't exciting which i get i get why people don't find it exciting but when a team is down 2-1 to one, and there's 25 minutes left of the game and they're going all out, pressure, 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 because we just need to get one goal, it's exciting to me. And a lot of times a team has a lot of chances and they come up short. Like That's kind of what I was thinking. It would be a fun story to tell in an Ironman match with somebody having 17 or 18 minutes to just get one fall to tie it up and they just can't quite get there. But Seth almost had that reaction where he could have gotten the three count, he ran out of time, and the look on his face when he was sitting in the middle of the ring like, I had it, and I just ran out of time. Then, obviously, the overtime ended quickly. First of all, Dolph was looking Donald Trump orange (laughs) in this match. I don't know what he did. Who? The HBK. (laughs) He was orange. I don't know that I've ever noticed him looking that orange before. Obviously, he's pretty tan, but he was orange in this match. Um, But, yeah, the crowd, of course, gets a good match with two guys that they allegedly like and can't even appreciate it. Did you guys at least enjoy the match? Well, Prep, I know you said you got taken out of it by the fans. It was a good match, but 
it's just that oh, I gotta start watching on mute or something. Oh, Which is not a bad idea to watch WWE on mute. Gotta try it because <laughs> I, I did enjoy the match. I thought the like you said the the falls were really well planned, and I, I hated the finish though. I get it, like. It might have been better that way because if they would have went another 15 minutes, I probably would have been even more annoyed. But still. Yeah. Alo, you said you liked the the way they formatted it. Yeah, because it, it was different, but it's just so hard because it's so hard to book an Iron Man match, either, whether it's 30 minutes or 60 minutes. But I did, en- I did enjoy the match. But like Prep said, the crowd with the t- whole countdown thing, that, that annoyed me. But I did like how they actually mapped it out with Ziggler carrying the um, the twenty minutes down to around the ten minute mark, getting his falls back. Yeah, uh, the Braun versus Owens steel cage match. One of the things I predicted was Owens immediately running to climb the cage as soon <laughs> as the bell rang. We didn't get that. The other thing that I predicted was Owens taking a crazy spot. Crazier than I expected, though. He's nuts. I had a feeling he'll win that way somehow. That's why I picked him to win. Yeah, my feeling was he was going to get thrown through the cage. The cage would break and he'd land on the floor. Obviously, this was a much more exciting way for it to happen. Um, much more dangerous way. To- now, I didn't notice this, so correct me if I'm wrong about this. What I would have personally loved is as he was getting stretchered out, him yelling, I won! <laughs> like, I'm guessing he, he didn't do that, right? No. <laughs> no. I feel like I saw, I was trying to show Jen because I feel like when he came down, he hit the table, and then, like, when the table collapsed, like, I feel like I saw the back of his head, like, the like land on the tablet, like, edge in the head. It might have. So I feel like he might have been, like... Actually had his bell rung? Like, pretty hurting. Who did that? Somebody did that. I can't remember who. What? Remember uh, Randy Orton when he took the when he gave somebody the arc? I think it was Triple H and he landed on the uh, monitor. Yeah. No, I, I mean the whole like they got beat up and got stretched out and said I won. I don't know. I've seen it. I can't remember where I've seen Ron it. Ron said just, it, but it wasn't the same. Like it was kind of whack. Yeah. No. As he was getting wheeled out, I'm looking and he was like kind of screaming in pain. I was like, I wish right now he was just going, I won. <laughs> it's just something about that would have been hysterical to me. There was an airbag under the table. I don't know if you guys noticed it or not. Nah, I didn't see it. There was, like, a, a loop of it that I saw on Twitter. And event, after I watched it, like, three times in a row, I noticed he hits the table. And when you look, it kind of slowly oh, really? comes down to the floor. So they had something in there to break the fall, which okay. good for them. Yeah. Because it's smart to do, and I'm happy they did. That was did. a rough bump, too. Yeah, when he went up there, I was, obviously, you guys know how <laughs> I am. I was halfway dying when I saw them up there. But I was like, oh, I thought he was going to do a crazy spot. He outdid anything I thought he was going to do for this match. Um, I do feel like the money in the bank is wasted on Braun. Because he just doesn't need it. It's I, I don't see why. And he's not parading it around. I get it. They want to say he's the, he's the monster in the bank to maybe sell some T-shirts. But I just don't find it. It doesn't do anything for him. It doesn't make him any more entertaining. It doesn't make him any more interesting. And it could have gone a long way to helping somebody else. So I think it's wasted. I don't think he needs it. Um, what else did we have on the card? The women's matches. The Alexa-Naya match, like we said, it was basically all about Ronda and Alexa. 
which I was fine with. I liked that she got involved. Um, was the other? Oh, Oscar and Carmella. We had a new sexy pinata this year, James <laughs> Ellsworth. Not a great match. For me, there was entertainment value. Um, and I keep seeing that Asuka is, like, ruined. She is. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this in hopes that they prove me wrong. She's done. Yeah. I, I just disagree because I think if they just find something good for her to do, we all forget about it. Yeah, but the thing, the whole, no, the thing is, like, Asuka had this... Two what is it? Two three year two year mistake to her and like losing a um losing a Charlotte at WrestleMania that was fine because that was the big that was the big stage and if you want to give her a loss that you could have th- did it right there and it's a va- and it's a like a valid person to do it yeah everybody but, loses to the queen yeah mm. so she's been oh my god my god girl she's so looking, good she's looking good Jesus but um yeah like. And after she lost the Charlotte, I was like, like, what now? Like, how are you going to book her now? And then all of a sudden, if you don't get pinned in a tag team match now, that counts as, that counts as you being, you get you losing and you taking a pinfall, which WWE always makes up, makes up their own rules. So they, they're iconic. They were carrying that around for weeks. And then Carmella goes out there and beats her with, despite distractions, a super kick, essentially kind of clean in a way. And then she gets... What she ran to the door? She got run into the, the like the, the base, the of base the, of the thing, and that knocks you out. It's like how do you book Oscar now? Like she's taken two clean, two pinfall losses to Carmella, even though she's the women's champion. It's still Carmella. Well, one thing you already know, as we've seen with Kane in the Big Show for years, they trot those guys out. <laughs> you know, oh, your punishment tonight is. You're gonna have a match with Kane. Oh no, the guy everybody beats in every match. Yeah, but now it's like Asuka's, and they're Asuka's, gonna still trot her out there like she's dominant. Yeah, Oscar's only let's say Oscar's only lost three times, but still, it's like it. Especially the way she's lost to Carmella, it's like you didn't. It's not like something out that should beat Oscar. It's not. It's not nothing over the top that would beat Oscar. I think the problem with Asuka is, and this was always my concern, you can build someone up based on the competition in NXT. Like, Sasha Banks, to me, one of the greatest title runs in NXT history. Wasn't that long, I think it was seven or eight months, but to me it was iconic, and not just because of how much I liked her. I thought every storyline she was in was good, I thought every match she had was great, and... Obviously, it got capped off by two unbelievable matches with Bailey. But that's like that stuff, what happened in the ring, what happened in the promos or the backstage segments, it all mattered. And Finn Balor, his, he had a, an epic NXT championship run, and all the stuff he did in the ring mattered. And all the storyline mattered. Same thing with Samoa Joe. It, it, it's, and the WWE... The stuff that matters in NXT doesn't in WWE. Yeah. So, yes, you built her up to be this dominant champion in NXT, but it doesn't matter if she's dominant on the main roster to them. It doesn't matter. So, to me, I get why people are soured on her at the moment, but I think if... And I'm not confident they will find something really good for her to do because I think, unfortunately, her... Like, the language barrier, I think, will hurt her. 
the character stuff. I don't know what else she can do as a character besides be this dominant force. Well, what do they want her to be? That's the thing, because she did it fine in NXT. She hardly said words, but the th- those small things she did, her mannerisms, they said the words for her. Yeah, but to, to them that doesn't matter. So, like we saw with Nakamura, after WrestleMania, we were all just done with him. Then they do the heel turn, and immediately we're all like, this is great, we love it. Rusev, same thing. Everybody said how he was getting buried, and then Rusev Day starts. Granted, with Rusev, a lot of... One, we all liked him because, one, he's good, and two, he did little funny stuff all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. But Rusev Day started, and all of a sudden, everybody loves Rusev, and he's the most over thing in the company. It really, you're, you're never dead unless you're not good. And I'm not saying that Asuka will definitely recover from this, but I'm just saying we've seen other people recover from worse than this. She's dead, Ron. <laughs> dead in the water, bro. She is like, I, I just can't. I don't know. And I really wonder, like, I really wonder how Triple H feels about this. Like, how if he, like, him and Vince, like, butted heads over this. So I, re- I really do, because I really don't know. I really don't know to think about it anymore. There's no way he's, he's happy ruined. about it. Like, I was okay with the loss of Charlotte. Yeah, like, that was fine. That was fine. Then, like, Carmella, really? Yeah, I was the one who wasn't fine with the loss to Charlotte. After the fact, I kind of talked myself into it, but I was pissed. And at least that was a good match. It was a great match. Um, Favorite match on the pay-per-view. But I guess, the, to me, the one good thing about it is it this shows you that they actually do believe in Carmella. Or else she wouldn't have beaten Asuka twice. They just trying to prove Enzo and Cass wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or is this they're just trying to build up Carmella for her to lose to Charlotte? I don't know, because it looks like she'll have Becky Lynch next. Becky deserves so much more than that. I was going to say, she her promo on Tuesday night I thought was great. I thought it was real. It felt to me like she wasn't scripted. It felt to me like they let her say what she wanted to say. Yeah, well, even if it was scripted, it's off the cut. It's off the. It's easier because it's natural because she probably really does feel that way. She hasn't even been really in the title scene since she dropped it two years ago. Yeah, I, I. it was one of those things where like I actually felt it. Yeah, I did too. And I don't always. I usually don't. Yeah, because she's been sitting backstage doing nothing. In quinoa. Yeah. <laughs> the quinoa. Do you think there's any chance she dethrones Carmella? Not a chance. I don't, I don't know. It seems like they're all in on Carmella right now. And I don't blame them because she's actually a heel. Yeah, she, I mean, she's good at what she's doing. But she's not better than Alexa. No. No. But then again, who is? No, and I was going to say, I don't think she's that much inferior to Alexa, though. You know who would be better than Alexa? Who? Heel Sasha. <laughs> yeah, she would. Well, she was the best female heel that they've had in years. Because we never seen heel Bailey without the... Without <laughs> the pony. Without the pony. Yeah. Well, speaking of that... <laughs> do we have to? Please. Well, I know Alo said Please. he wanted to get to it. So Please. you don't have to say anything about it if you don't if you don't feel the need to. Sasha and Bailey get teamed up together again. <laughs> with the threat being... If you guys can't get along, we're going to have to send one of you to SmackDown. Kurt, is your, are you really saying if my talent can't get along, they can't be on the same show? The premise of your show is that they fight each other. That's the entire premise, is that they're not supposed to get along. It's so stupid. And then not to mention, is getting traded to SmackDown really that bad? 
It's the same company. You're getting the same paycheck, doing the same stuff. It, it, the whole thing was, was so stupid to me. Uh, am I wrong about that? <laughs> I didn't even watch this. So say, I'll take that as a no. I'm not wrong. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, like, is, is Kirk going to threaten to trade either Braun or Kevin Owens to SmackDown because they, they just can't seem to get along? He just threw him off a cage. You just threw him 20 <laughs> feet through the table. Braun, I'm going to have to trade one of you to SmackDown. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what What if they did oh that God. for Steamboat and Savage at WrestleMania 3? You know, Mach, you, you, you shattered his larynx with the ring bell. We're going to have to send one of you. Well, they didn't have another show then. We're going to have to send one of you to another territory. Or oh, Triple God. H in The Rock. You know, one of you is going to be on SmackDown. You guys have been feuding for years. You just can't seem to put your differences behind you. It's just so dumb. Uh, then we got the locker room segment with Sasha. <gasps> Verge of tears, telling Bailey how much he loves her. And Actually, in all honesty, to me, that was the closest I felt like we were getting to seeing the Sasha Banks we want to see. Because I think really? the reason being, and I, I could very well be proven wrong, it's been proven before that I think way too far ahead, and I'm usually wrong. The one time I was right out of nowhere was when I was predicting the Bray Wyatt recruiting Randy Orton. I was talking about that for a while, and it looked like it was never going to happen. Then it did. Uh, the reason why I say that is she basically told Bailey all the things I love about you without saying it, are like all the things that, that I'm not or that I can't do. And I think like the next step in this, whether it's next week or down the line, I think we're going to see Sasha admit, like, yeah, you love everybody. You want to play by the rules. You want to be whatever. I'm not that. And I think we're, it's going to lead to us seeing, I love you, but you're you and I'm me, and we're not the same. So how, do you, how did you interpret the whole I love you thing? Because... I am Balo in the love mm-hmm. doctor. And that I don't like that just I interpreted I interpreted interpreted it as I love you, but No, but see my thing was like she named all the things, all the qualities she loves about Bailey. And the way she did she say I'm in love with you or I love you? She just said, "Look, I love you." Okay. And like the, the, the I don't think they were going down the romantic path. I no, 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 no. no that's, <laughs> that's what you're asking. Now, see, my thing is, I don't know how far they would take it. I think it would lead to a turn. But the whole thing of I love you with the whole name and the qualities thing, and you always know something's, when something's wrong with me. You you always know when something's wrong. You always know what to say. Like, that, that, like that's I mean, I, I see where <laughs> what you're saying, and I, de- I definitely can see that that side of it. Yeah, so for me, I'm just like, what is this? Like, what? Like, are you are you guys like really doing this? Cause that that's just ha- that's just what you say when you tell somebody. Well, Sasha did say I love you, but that's like what you tell somebody when you love them, right? Or in love with them. That's what you do. Well, I now I look forward to seeing yeah. it. One, if either of us is right, because <laughs> they they could be doing a whole different thing next week. We have no idea. Yeah, I could be looking too deep into this, but just that whole, how that was like mapped out and scripted was like, huh? Well, they did want to do a whole storyline with Bailey having her first kiss. Yeah. Last year, so who knows? Yeah, and then was it Stephanie wanted Finn Balor to be a um, a gay character? Really? Was that was that it? Was that what it was, Prep? 
I don't know. I remember Kalisto was supposed to be a gay hairdresser. Really? <laughs> when was this? Uh, before he came up to the main I'm not going to lie. I would love that character <laughs> if they ever debuted that the gay hairdresser character. We had a right Rico, but he was excellent. <laughs> he was excellent. But, but, like, I remember something like that happened, how somebody wanted Finn Balor to be, like, something for the... Some for the for the um, LGBT community, some some like some what he did with the WrestleMania right. thing, or whatever. But he was like, "Yo, I'm cool supporting it, but I don't. You don't necessarily have to make me a gay character." Yeah, but my thing is like, like where are you going with this? Like, like girls, bro. <laughs> like, where, like where are you going with this? I really don't know. I mean, I don't know either. But like I said, the way I read it was Bailey, I love you, but and I think the next step is. Like, she told Bailey, these are all the things that are good about you, and I think the next shoe to drop is, I'm the opposite of all of that. And I hope that's where we go. I do think this could still be salvaged. Good luck, Ron. And and then... If you got heel Sasha, I know you'd be excited. Yeah. And then, like... Or heel Bailey. Yeah, one or the other. Like, like, as the love doctor, I'm just looking in between the lines. (laughs) Like, like when, when Sasha said... I'm the one I can beat you up. I'll be damned if anybody else beats right. you up. That was like in a uh, an over aggressive uh, over aggressive line. <laughs> I'm just like, huh? What the hell is that? The thing that that annoyed me about that was they had commentary say that Michael Cole said that. Oh well, maybe it's just a case where Sasha can beat Bailey up, but she doesn't want anybody else to. Like, why did you have commentary say that if you were going to have Sasha say it ten minutes later? Yeah, I don't know. that. That's the hopeful way I'm trying to look at it, though, is that Sasha realizes this is why we can't get along, because we are opposite ends of the spectrum. Or does Bailey turn the one that turns on Sasha? I don't think so, because I think Bailey, you saw on Bailey's face, like almost, I regret that I've been so mad at you. Like, she completely won, I felt like won Bailey back over in that interaction. Because... WWE being the business they are, like there's more money in Sasha than there is with Bailey. It should be opposite, but WWE is then terrible booking with Bailey, so Sasha's the more of the cash cow to them. I'm gonna say this in hopes that they prove me wrong, but I hope that I think Bailey's done. Done as far as what? She's it's a wrap for Bailey. Like she's just never gonna. She might come as well back. come to AC so I could give her a hug too. <laughs> She may drop the hug gimmick if she leaves WWE. I'm okay. I, if I were her, I'd drop it too. That's like the worst gimmick. Yeah. You got to hug everybody. It worked, though. Yeah, it did work until she came up. It did for a while. Um, let's see. Team Hell No took a loss with Kane having the, the broken leg or whatever. Was anybody else thinking about the one time that he kicked out of the ambulance, <laughs> stomped his foot, and automatically, like, his foot was okay? Yes. I was hoping he did that again. <laughs> one of the more, like, I that. one of the best things Kane has done. Yeah. Years. Um, yeah, speaking of, of Kane, the other Kane, Kane Velasquez, former UFC fighter, who absolutely whipped Brock's ass. What year was that? Is that like oh like two oh nine or two thousand ten? Two thousand ten, yeah. I told you guys in a text today I will be the ultimate Kane Velasquez mark if he ever ends up in WWE. How great would it be for Kane Velasquez who basically 
destroyed all the aura Brock had as an MMA fighter, and then came in and ran him out of WWE as well. I would personally watch out. They're trying to scout on DC, bringing Kane in. I would love to see DC could do it. Yo, Kane would never be able to wrestle a match because he just goes too hard. Like he would definitely get hurt. I could see that every other month. I would love to see DC end up in WWE. Not me. Really? No. I think he can talk well enough to do it. He could, but I think that's all that really matters for somebody like him. That's that's another thing. I wasn't on the show for when that whole stuff mm-hmm. happened. First of all, I'm sorry, guys. The bandwagon is full. I've been with DC. Me and Ron over here <laughs> were big DC fans. So you guys got to hop off. <laughs> the bandwagon is full. Yeah, it has exceeded capacity. Yes. No room for y'all. But another thing, you got to give Brock credit. He, he cut a good promo. That was better than anything he's ever said in WWE. Um, yeah, I'm not giving him credit. Can't do it. Ron. I can't do it. When he called Ngano a piece of crap, so good. Stipe is a piece of crap. Stipe is right there. It t- here's why I didn't like it as much as you did. To me, that's just way too, that's just too Was easy. Is too much pro wrestling for you? No, it's not too much pro wrestling. It's just too easy of a thing to say. It was oh, true, I, though, especially after the night that they had. Like, Ngannou really crapped the bed. But, like, Stipe didn't fight a bad fight. No. He, he just got caught. Yeah, he got I, caught. I honestly, I thought that was a really good fight up until it ended. I thought both guys looked really good. Yep. And Stipe is light years better than Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he lucky that Brock didn't win. Or uh, he lucky that uh, Stipe didn't win. Even I would, though I think DC is going to murder gonna him. He's kill him. Unless Brock, Brock just sits on him. But DC's a big dude. Like, he's DC's short, but big he's dude. heavy. He's got the leverage advantage. It's not like Brock's going to overwhelm him with wrestling. DC's a world-class wrestler. And D- I think people sleep on how good DC's hands have gotten. Yeah. That, oh my God, when he came out of the clinch and just, like, rocked him. And he's not super advanced technical boxing, but he just knows what he's doing. He lands his jab, even though he always is at a reach deficit, and he he's got heavy hands. Yeah, like I heard my obviously people who don't watch MMA, they were they were like, oh well, DC poked him in the eye beforehand. Why was he having his fingers out? I'm like, dude, you see how much bigger Stepe is? He kept trying to grab his hands because he's trying to hold his yeah, hands. He's trying down. to get wrist control. Somebody punching you, you just gonna put your hands up and let them swing at jab you all day? No, he wasn't trying to get jabbed to death. And when he poked him and he had to close his hands, I was like, well, this is it because yeah. now he's got his hands closed. And he's gonna get rocked. But DC's got a good chin. He hits hard. And I think he, I think he's going to knock Brock out. I don't think it's going to be a decision. I, win. I don't care what he does. I think he's going to knock him out. Whether it's I don't think it's going to be a, a one punch drop like it was to Stipe. But I do think he's going to take him out on the feet, and I think he's going to end the fight before the end. And I don't care what nobody says. Like, oh, how could Brock just walk in? Who cares? DC call his shot. If anybody deserves to do that, it is DC. How many times this guy gotten screwed over? Remember that time he fought Anderson Silva? Like, mm-hmm. he didn't have to do that. Right, but he did. Exactly. The His rematch against John Jones, it got canceled because John Jones tested positive, like, the week of the fight. I love that they today's John Jones' birthday that they were recording, and, like, Dana White put out 
happy birthday tweet. <laughs> it's like day and after. All that dude has done to you. I know. Come on. Yeah, I can't stand John Jones. Um, very talented guy, but he's an idiot. Um, he's young, dumb. Young and dumb. Mm-hmm. I just... I'm looking forward to seeing DC take out Brock. I'm super happy for the guy. And Daniel Bryan. We said it last week. Have they dropped the ball any more than they are with Daniel Bryan? Now he has another loss. <laughs> you guys are going to eat your words. Well, they validated his loss. At least they made it, They gave some sympathy because I love the attack that the Bludgeon Brothers did to Kane and... Well, to both Kane and Brian, so Brian had to kind of go 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 it alone. So they made him look good for the most part. It, the, that loss doesn't hurt him, but I thought the Miz was excellent on SmackDown. Well, he he listens to the show too because yes, we does. just did a funeral for Enzo and Cass <laughs> three weeks ago, and then they did a, a funeral for Team Hell No. So Miz, I applaud you for executing our idea on a bigger stage. I'm glad that we can continue to shape WWE programming the good stuff that they do they typically get from us <laughs> uh, yeah I thought he was excellent too I thought he was great uh, he won, excited for Miz and Mrs. yeah he won the MVP at the Celebrity Softball game at the All-Star game you knew WWE couldn't wait to get all over that <laughs> I don't know what else what else is there to talk about from this week like I said I don't, I don't have any notes so I'm kind of going off memory as much as I can AJ Styles Rusev it was a good match. I think, yes, we are going to get a story with Aiden English. I don't know exactly what the story is going to be. I have a pretty good idea of what it's going to be. And I'm very it's very bittersweet for me. I'm so sad. Because you don't want to see Aiden not be with Rusev Day. Yeah, because you know once he's gone from Rusev Day, it's a wrap for him. It is. And we don't have the version of Lana that I think we would like to be with Rusev. How did she, like, she just forgot what she was. Total divas. Well, half the time she's using the accent, half the time she's not. Doesn't make any sense to me. Sometimes it's from one word to the next, whether she's using the accent. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a good match. Were you pleased with it? Did it live up to what you thought? Yeah, I thought it was a good match. I I popped for that monster kick because I thought that was it for a second Mm -hmm. because that was a real close three. And I talked about on the show weeks for the last few weeks that... The way they told the story, especially with Aiden, caught, kind of essentially causing Rusev the match. So I wish Lana was a part of this the entire time, dating back to last month with the build of Money in the Bank, because Lana was with Aiden and Rusev that throughout that entire build, even actually teased like Aiden's holding you back or whatever. So I wish they told the story of with Lana with them even after Money in the Bank so she could still be lingering around keeping up in Rusev's head so this would like Aiden Cross and Rusev the match would be more of a bigger deal than what it is agreed another another situation where they've dropped the ball because yeah there could have been tension building between those two all along we really I think we only saw it one time Mm-hmm. Where there was tension between the two of them, I don't remember when it was. Yeah, it was it was um, that week. Lana walked, um, ran, ran up on them after money in the, at, before money in the bank, a few weeks prior, and she said something about Aiden holding him back, and that was it. And then next week, Aiden was accompanying her to ringside with yeah. that terrible dance. Right. Yeah, they 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 could have done a better job telling that, but I thought the match was good. AJ, I thought his match with Andrade was great on Tuesday. Prep, were you happy with it or no? 
missed it. Oh, did you really? Yeah. <laughs> there were two false finishes that Andrade had that I legit thought he was about to win. Yeah, me too. Um, I thought it was great. I'm happy that he got a chance to do it. I thought he shined in that setting with arguably the best guy in the company. Maybe that's not even arguable. I don't know, but looked like he belonged. As in long that as spot. Roman's there, yeah, <laughs> he's up there. <laughs> uh, basically, when I say that, the best guy that they have. It's Did I miss anything? Like, with was there an angle to be made out of that, or no? Like did mm-hmm. Joe attack him? No, next no. week, um, Paige is going to announce AJ's SummerSlam opponent. Who is the room? Who is that rumored to be? Joe. Joe. Okay. They were where? They were in PA, right? It, it was, was Pittsburgh week. on Sunday. I don't know where they were on Monday and Tuesday. Was it Wilkes-Barre on Tuesday? I'm, it was, because okay. Joe was on Wilkes-Barre Radio. Funny thing about that. 205 Live. Guess who Drew, uh, yeah, Drew Gulak faced? Who? A jobber named Danny Garcia. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> Not Danny Swift Garcia, though. Not Danny Swift Garcia. <laughs> I feel like there had to be, like, shots fired. <laughs> I love that. That's great. I did not know that. Um, speaking of 205 Live, I give them credit for some of the production stuff they're doing with Leo Rush. Yes. I haven't watched it at all, so I can't say if they're delivering on it. But just that one little brief flash they had on the commercial with him on top of the building I was like you know what that's kind of cool that they're doing something bigger than what I'm used to seeing on 205 Live have you watched um, Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali yet no I haven't I heard good things about it but I haven't watched it's it still, it's still on my watch list for this, for this weekend but I heard that's like a match of the year contender yeah it's on the list it's not going to top it, but it's on there. It deserves <laughs> space. Wait, I know for sure it won't get a vote from me for match of the year. <laughs> Did you see what uh, what Tozawa wrote? Yes. No. The tweet. You you sent it to him, didn't you? Leo Leo Rush was like at a tailor. Oh yeah, you did send me. <laughs> and Tozawa said, "It's so nice that they let you film in Oshkosh." <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, no language barrier for Tozawa. He, honestly, he is more capable than anything they've let him do. Like, his stuff with Titus Worldwide was great. <laughs> and I th- I feel like that went overlooked, how it good did. he was during that little brief run. Um, Remember that press conference they had? Yes. No way was there. He was one of my absolute favorites from the Cruiserweight Classic. He was one of the guys I was most looking forward to seeing on WWE TV, and that little bit of time he got to be showcased, he made the most of it, and he was really entertaining. Go, um, back, go back and watch that match with him and Graham Metalik. You'll be like, where's this guy at? Yeah. Where's Graham Metalik at? <laughs> yeah, he was great, too. Because he like 305 now. <laughs> He's definitely heavier than me. You think so? What are you? You're like in the low 220s, right? High 2-teens? 220. Good work proud of you for that um yeah i don't like i said i don't have any other notes so anything else anybody wanted to to discuss i think we got everything all right so listener questions yes all right we have a question from elite collector 215 Mm -hmm. i'll say that for last because i'll be the longest part question okay so we got a question from ramble mania show 
Your honest opinion about the G1 Supercard being at Madison Square Garden at WrestleMania, week, WrestleMania weekend next year? So, you guys definitely know, I could not <laughs> love this anymore. I was pissed on the show a couple weeks ago when I heard the rumor that Vince squashed the whole idea. That they ended up in Madison Square Garden anyway. Especially on such a big weekend for WWE. Especially on the same night as one of their network specials. I could not love this anymore. I hate the IWC. (laughs) And I'm telling you I would not go. But I would at least consider going (laughs) to this show. Just because it is another promotion in Madison Square Garden. I love it. Vince, you deserve it. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I hope you sell it out, and I hope everybody talks about it being the best thing of the weekend. I won't even watch it, and I'll say it was the best show of WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, whatever. I'm not going. I don't care. Good for them. Yeah, Young Bucks won't be there. So. Yeah, good, yeah, good for them for actually getting through and um, bypassing Vince. Vince's calls the MSG, but I think it's a big deal, but my thing is, it's WrestleMania weekend, and Ring of Honor itself t- has a tough time selling out for the most parts, and didn't the G1 in San Francisco didn't sell out? I, I don't even had a tough time selling tickets to that. No, everything was too close. Like, they, they tried to go a little hard. I'm pretty sure that this, they'll, it'll be easy for them to sell. Well, yeah, because it is WrestleMania weekend, and it is the whole, whole they're, having, they're having it as the G1. So Same it's the same day. It's running like an hour before NXT. So it's in the, it's in the most probably densely populated region of the country, between like the New York, Jersey, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. DC, Boston, like that whole section of the country. I I hope they sell out. Obviously, it's a lot of tickets to sell, yeah, but I think there's a good chance. And especially with everything going on. So it's like, which one will be the alternative? What is it, 16? Probably around double, there. Double what they did this year. Yeah, but still, my thing they is... They did eight, right? What? For Ring of Honor? Yeah. About that, yeah. But my thing is, like, which one's going to be the alternative? And then there'll probably be something else going on. Well, actually, I think NXT, NXT and that G1, they'll be going pretty much head-to-head, even though it's an hour difference in time. But I know usually everything else probably starts after because you have to assume it'll be a house of hardcore and evolve. It all depends on the price too, you know. I mean, if if me personally, those tickets are going to be expensive because obviously MSG is not cheap to run. Right. And then even if if they're streaming it, even worse because MSG you have to pay a certain price just to you know to play be able your to broadcast event. Yeah, to be able to broadcast. So I mean, I'm not paying that ticket. I'd rather go and watch, like, Evolve runs during the day, House of Hardcore might run, Some somebody else, some grimy lucha, <laughs> Harlem, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm happy they're doing it. I'm super excited that it's happening. Uh, Alo, what else do we got? Yeah, we have a question from the Godfather, Joe Lafferty. Okay. If I can find it. Please give a hundred. Please give percent chances. Brock, Roman, or Bob? I say Lesnar, hundred percent. Heyman convinced me that he's bringing the title to the UFC. Vince's stock pricing and value at company is highest ever. In Vince's mind, he doesn't have to change anything. Two other comments. 
Happy 10-year anniversary to the Dark Knight. <laughs> and last, John Cronus died on this date seven years ago, I believe. He is one half of the greatest tag team of all time, the Eliminators. While we often fight about Owen and Brett or Triple H and Bryan as the best mini opening match, one of my absolute favorite opening matches was the Dullies vs. Eliminators to kick off ECW Bailey Legal. I was so excited for this pay-per-view, and it delivered from bell to bell. Okay. Great question. Great additional comments. Happy 10th anniversary to the Dark Knight. Uh, I mean, I'm on record 100% Brock. I don't think they're letting him do all this press and get all this notoriety over the next six, eight months without holding one of their titles. I I can't see any way they let him lose it. So I say 100% Brock Lesnar. And again, I agree with, with exactly what he said. Their business, from a numbers perspective, is doing very well. They have no reason to change anything in their eyes. What do you guys think? Percentage chances. I'm going 99. For I'm, Brock? And I'm, yes, and I'm leaving that 1% to quote my favorite movie, Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a <laughs> chance. For who? Who's the 1%? It doesn't matter. <laughs> you think there's said, a 1% chance somebody other yes, than him has? Yes. Prep your percentages? Well, anybody but Roman. <laughs> because that's how they treat my mans. Yeah. They swear they Bray Wyatt in 2016. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Brock, I give him 95% and split the other two and a half between the other two guys. Because I read a rumor <laughs> that may or may not happen that they were going to put the title on Lashley in hopes that Donald Trump will tweet congratulations to him. <laughs> oh, did you guys see the report? The the dirt she going around that Hogan's going to be the ref and crown Bobby Lat. The joke that Bobby Lat Hogan will crown a black champion. That joke killed me. I was like, oh my god, this is I so thought funny. you were saying that was an actual rumor. And I was about to say, if they do that, well, I might there was a rumor that Hogan was supposed to be a referee. But then somebody was like, well, it'd be cool if Hogan crowned the first black champ. Like, shut up. They tweeted that, you know, Hulk Hogan is back. And I was thinking, like, who cares? <laughs> what does it matter? He was not missed on WWE TV. He's not part of it. If he never came back ever, who would notice that they never saw Hulk Hogan again? It doesn't matter. It's so stupid. Um, <laughs> what else do we have? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I got a question from Malik Collector Two One Five. Okay, who? Would, oh, bro, he, he's excellent. I love him. <laughs> he just did something I sent the prep. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what you sent to prep, but I, I am a big fan of Malik Collector Two One Five. So, um, with San Diego Comic Con going on currently, um, Mattel released w, the WWE the WWE line for the upcoming year so he wants to know what are we looking forward to well you guys know I don't know anything about figures I have no idea what's coming out so alright so what can I say that's on brand to be my the best the figure I'm most looking forward to Ronda Rousey (laughs) I was going to say it's a toss up between Ronda Rousey and a shirtless Roman (laughs) a shirtless Roman James Ellsworth and I just had another one that was pretty good, and I forget what it was. Um, Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> no, there was one better than that. Prep, who are you most looking forward to? So, from the pictures that they shown, my favorite figures... Well, I already have my figure of the year. <laughs> Bobby Fish figure is excellent. It's 
him. I swear to God, they took <laughs> him and they just shrunk him down into like a six-inch figure. It, it's perfect. Alistair Black's really good. The Ruby Riot figure I keep going back to because everybody know Ruby Riot day one ish for mm-hmm. me. That's Rube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her figure is great. So that's that's my three for now. That Damn. whole undisputed era pack though is great. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I I I wanted to stop working just to stand by my phone to see what's <laughs> happening. But um, my number one, I think the best one they had out there was the Alistair Black because it was perfect. They got the tattoo. I'm I'm not sure about the details, but they got him down to a T. Tattoos included. Um, they have like I said, Prep said the undisputed era pack. That's nice. The Pete Dunn, they got the whole, oh, yeah, they got the Dunn. whole thing he does with his mouth, the snarl, the whole snarl. They got it that down perfect with the whole new face scan technology. The Elias, they have an Elias coming out with the stool <laughs> for an entrance. Great. They have a bill for you. They have a bill for you. I did see that one. Prep showed me before the show. Oh, I have to say it because if authors of pain figures, they're elites. So good. Yes, and it so good. Yes, and they finally got Sasha Banks right to a. This would probably be her best face scan. What gear is it? Um, the Wonder Woman from the Rumble. Okay, they got her that. best face scan since zombie <laughs> figures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and of course we get a Matt Hardy, um, with the um with the WWE CW title belt, <laughs> the most terrible belt ever made, but um yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff here. Like, it's a lot to it's a lot to go over. I'm forgetting a lot of stuff right now. But I'm just kind of scrolling through some stuff to see what I'm looking forward to. But I'm looking forward to a lot. Like, Pete Dunne, I need that. Alistair Black, need that. Drew Gall- The Drew Galloway figure is actually really good. Oh, um, they have a new version of New Age Outlaws coming out with, with Brian Gerard James. And they have the Triple H, my favorite pro- Triple H promo ever. <laughs> um, when he introduced a new DX. Mm. They phoned it in, though. Because but the jacket, the jacket's terrible. Not just the jacket, that face... That is the SummerSlam Triple H yeah, face. That's just, yeah. Go back. And, I have it. Yeah, I have the figure. I have the basic, and I have the um, the retro. <laughs> it's the same exact face they funded in. I'm mad at you for that, Mattel, but everything else is so good that I give you a pass. Yeah, the jackets. It's supposed to be a leather jacket, but it looks cloth, and the pants, they look... And it's just, uh, but I'll see how... It, it's just a prototype right now, but... And for Act 2 Fly, we know he loves the dude love figure. I like it, too. Yeah. <laughs> been something I've been waiting for. Yeah, so really good. That is really good. Really good, good. for SummerSlam. Um, that's really for good. For San Diego Comic-Con weekend. Yeah, that's a great set. I'm also looking forward to the Golden Truth Battle Pack. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Velveteen Dream coming out, but it's not. Um, it's, it's just the mold right now. Or even just a... Uh, our truth defining moment. <laughs> <laughs> he was on SmackDown. Yeah, he was. I, I popped for that. Um, Ron, find yeah. me a better figure. They really shrunk You're right. him that down. That does really look like him. The yeah, the facial structure is perfect. The hair, the jawline. Yeah, they did a really good job with that one. He's older than you. How old is he? Like forty-two. Hey, he's got me. He's got me beat by a few years. <laughs> Uh, oh, and they finally got Seth Rollins' face right. Did they? Yeah, full beard and everything. So I'm gonna need like Since ten of those an heads. NXT figure. Yeah, because they kept you reusing the same head. So they got <laughs> Seth, they got Seth a new face scan with the full beard. It's crazy. They took they made the NXT figure, which was like a super throwback, 
they dyed the hair black and threw it back on the <laughs> modern day figure. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell is this? I bought it for the attire because I'm like, I could swap the heads out eventually, but I'm like, this new Rollins head scan, I'm gonna need like a few of those so, yeah. so I can swap the heads off. Um, any other questions? That's it for tonight. All right, so Stump Alo, is everybody ready? Yep. All right, I just gotta find it real quick. One more second. Okay. Congratulations to the B team. We didn't mention it, but congratulations to the B team on becoming tag team champions. Never in a million years did I think it was going to happen. Love them trying to celebrate with Roman a little later in the night. Um, that was my ad lib. That wasn't. From <laughs> uh, they had been working together for some time. According to the internet, who was their first win and who was their first loss? As a team? As a team, yes. Oof. Hmm. Their first win and first loss as the Mistarage? As the, I guess so. I guess just as a tag team. Hmm. I mean, you're not going to get well, this. They're undefeated, allegedly. So I can, well, according to the internet, they're not. So I would just think of tag teams. I told him he's definitely going to be stumped on this one because there's just no way you're going to know both answers to this. Bringing that heat, laugh. I think you humiliated him last week with your performance, (laughs) and he knew he had to get you back this week. As... It's hard to say. Is, is as the B team or as the Miztourage? I guess they were in the Miztourage at this time. Cause they lost. They lost all the time in the Miztourage. That's going back almost a year now. You said their first win and their first loss. Mm-hmm. Was it first one the revival? The first loss was like the Shield or something like that. Jason Jordan and Matt Hardy? They're both actual tag teams. Um, This is tough because... So the loss was in 2016 on main event. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) The win win was on Raw, and the loss was on main event in 2016. Oh, God. First win... On Raw against the Fashion Police. First loss on main event in 2016 against the Usos. So, he really set you up to fail this week. There was really... I, I told him, I was like, there's absolutely main no event. way. <laughs> but I actually loved that he that he picked that. Um, okay. So, Joel Embiid, you're local. I know you're busy hanging out with WWE superstars at... Uh, I don't know, the Jack Ryan premiere, whatever the hell it was. Uh, we don't have a throne for you because you're not known as the king. You're known as the process. But we do have, a, we will have a very comfortable seat available for you anytime you want to partake in Matt Madness. I know you're trying to get close and work your way towards us by hanging out with Ronda Rousey. Uh, the invite is open to you. Uh, check out Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt if you like non WWE product, if you like NXT. 
check out The Perfect Edge with Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. Uh, go back and check out our throwback shows, our unsanctioned shows. Subscribe to the show and give us five-star ratings on iTunes. Uh, Alo, would you like to move any merch? What a maneuver Donette, What a maneuver Donette to embrace the madness. All right, anything else anybody wants to add before I close it out? Love you guys. <laughs> For Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls, shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking.